0: hey everyone welcome to this week's episode on the daily dirt this week is october 12th which is national farmer day in honor of this national day i decided to interview farmyers U pick in lexington missouri to talk about their operation and production it was so nice meeting with lauren one of the owners of Farmire U pick to hear all about her perspective on this farming operation lauren told me all about her kids roles on the farm their roles in keeping the farm going, and how they organize all of the crazy chaos day-to-day. If you want to hear more about this, keep listening on this week's episode of The Daily Dirt. do you just want to go ahead and tell everyone who you are, where you're from, and what your operation is? All
1: right. Hi, my name is Lauren Fallmeyer. I am from Lexington, Missouri, and um, my husband Brett and I own Fallmeyer's U-Pick, and just right outside of Lexington, uh, where we have a U-Pick strawberry, blackberry, and pumpkin patch.
0: Awesome. So to start things off, if you want to give everyone a little background on how your operation got started and who started the operation.
1: So my husband, Brett, and I both grew up in agriculture fam- families. And the patch started um, with, with Brett and I. So our son, Murphy, will be 11 in November. And um, so we started we started when he was two years old. And the reason why we did was we used to go to the city um, to Overland Park Farmer's Market to sell our fresh-grown vegetables and all of those good things. And having a toddler made it hard, you know, to, to be active in the market and keep up with everything at home. So we started Follmeyer's U-Pick when, um, I guess it would have been the year that he was turning three, so that we had the ability um, to still be farmers, but to kind of shift the way that our business was ran so that we could also be parents.
0: Awesome. I love that. So you mentioned your son, Murphy. What roles do your kids play in this operation? I know you have a little daughter, too, I believe.
1: Yes. Yes. So um, we have two kids. Their names are Murphy and Pippa. Um, Murphy is 11 and Pip is 5. And um, honestly, they, they... they work a lot on the farm, and even being young, um, but Murphy is great about. He'll go out and he'll help pick or plant. Um, you know, they help with customers. You know, any of the kind of day to day chores they they both help with. Um, they we have chickens um, as a part of our farm, and by chickens I mean they run around the yard and
0: <laughs> yeah. They,
1: you know, we, we get eggs from, from them, but, um, that's a part of their chores every day is to make sure that our chickens and goats are all taken care of and that the eggs are collected because we sell the eggs in our market.
0: Awesome. So you mentioned that they have chores every day and you guys do have such a diversified operation. So can you run through maybe a normal day in your life with each season? If if there is such thing as normal around there, <laughs> normal,
1: uh, yeah the the term normal is um is interesting. So you know, for example, in the spring, so so little fun fact, um, we plant our annual strawberry crop each fall. Okay. So we have already planted next year's strawberry crop.
0: Okay? I did I did not know that you planted them that far in advance.
1: Yes, yes. So we overwinter the strawberries. So, so the idea is that the strawberries um, have, you know, the amount of time to grow through the, throughout the fall, and then we cover them through the winter. And then in the spring is, you know, when harvest is. So, um, So strawberries get planted in the fall. And um, along with that, then getting ready for pumpkin season. So we have two very different seasons happening at at one time. Right. So we pick our strawberries in in the spring, and then blackberries are an established crop. So we start picking those around the end of June, first part of July. Um, And then in between kind of late spring, early summer, so late May, early June, is when we plant our mums and our pumpkins for fall. Okay, So so we have multiple things happening at, at one time during seasons um, that maybe don't necessarily correlate with each other, you know, because it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, yeah, we're planting spring crop when we're trying to sell pumpkins, but while we're selling summer crop, we're planting fall crop. So, um, so there is
0: so there's just there's, no such thing as an average day for you.
1: There is really no such thing as an average day, no. Um, just because, yeah, we have so many things happening at once that – we have to um, we have to manage our time and our business um, with lots of different in lots of different ways because and because we are a public facing business where we have customers come to our farm um, that adds a whole other layer of um, management and difficulty to the whole thing.
0: So with all of these things that you're mentioning, I mean, this just sounds so overwhelming to me. How do you keep everything straight, especially that you mentioned you are open to the public? How do you mm-hmm. run production behind the scenes while still dealing with the public interaction?
1: Sure. So, um, you know, it's going to sound cliche, but, you know, we we have a lot of a lot of balls in the air at one time. Right. Um, and oftentimes we are catching the balls when they bounce versus keeping them all from falling. Um, a lot of. Our farm operation is based upon um, priorities and because everything is important right when right I, when it comes to agriculture everything is important but that doesn't mean that it all has, has to happen at the exact same time so so we just have to prioritize um, what needs to happen first um, and then if everything doesn't get done in a day then we reprioritize for the next day and it's just a constant, state of making lists and checking the lists and, um, moving on. So you just can't get discouraged. You just have to, um, you just have to do your best.
0: Yeah. Um, that is very impressive, honestly. Um, so with all that being said, do you have a busy season or is one, is one season busier than the other season or do you think they all kind of balance out equally?
1: I mean, I think that they're all busy. Um, and then even in winter, right because we have livestock also. oh yeah so um, so we have you know, we have a few cows and some pigs that we raise that we sell their meat through our market. So there's no such thing as a downtime right um, so 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 with that you know you talk about busyness um, every season has we have to manage, we have to manage every season in a different way. Gotcha. Right? So in the fall, we have lots of activities in our backyard as a part of our pumpkin patch experience. So so we have attractions that need maintenance and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, in the spring, during berry season, it's not so much focused on kind of, you know, spending time outside in that full-on family experience as it is, you know, picking the crop, Um and focusing on selling something that's highly perishable, right? So, yes. so again, there's there's different levels of busyness um, throughout the different times of year because we're offering a different type of experience
0: each season. Do you think you get more public interaction during a certain season, such as like blackberry, strawberry, pumpkin, or do you think it all balances? Even. I think
1: it all kind of balances equally I mean I think that we see we see our highest volumes in the fall and in the spring not the blackberry season isn't really busy because it is but because blackberries come when it's really hot outside
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we have maybe a little bit more uh, limited interaction so so when people come to pick blackberries it's typically 100 degrees outside so people come you know they come they get their berries they get their slushies their fresh tomatoes sweet corn that kind of stuff they kind of get in and get out because it is so hot in the springtime you know think about it we're coming out of winter people are ready to kind of be outside more so um, it is a relaxed environment and atmosphere for picking um, you know, people are more likely to kind of hang around a little bit more in the springtime. Right. Um, and then in the fall, because then we're coming out of summer, temperatures are typically a little cooler um, and it's just perfect weather for just spending time out, you know outdoors. Mm-hmm. So um, so again, it's just different types of experiences for different times of year.
0: Do you notice a lot of returning like customers for mm-hmm. each season? Yes.
1: Yes, yes, and, that, and that's really what we're trying to do is create create um, customers that enjoy coming to our farm throughout the different seasons of the year. That's um, awesome. So, you know, we're fortunate enough, again, we started this business when our son was, you know, two, three years old, and so a lot of our customer base have children that are similar in ages to our kids, and so um, we, we pride ourselves on... Um, our farm being a place that is kind of a tradition you know Um, yeah so it's fun to see our customers kids get bigger and grow along with our kids too you know
0: yes I love Um, the family factor is a big part of your guys's operation that's really it really is
1: yeah it it a thousand percent is um we're not we're not going to do or offer something that is it, um, you know, for the most part, family-friendly? Um, right. You know, of course, we have, you know, we have a few ladies' nights here and there and that kind of stuff, but, but the basis of what we do is very um, family-oriented, um, because, you know, if you think about families, you know, generations of families that are removed from, you know, agriculture or having a base, um, you know, to agriculture, mm-hmm. um, we want to offer, that space for families to come to, so while they don't have to worry about maintaining a farm, they can at least appreciate and have have ties to somebody's farm, ties to a land, ties to land that they value.
0: Absolutely, that's awesome. So um, I know that it's like a you pick farm, and this mm-hmm. is very much a family brand business for you guys. Mm-hmm. So this question might sound silly, but do you guys hire outside help, or do you completely oh, run it through the family? Absolutely. Okay, so can you describe a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so we have, you know, we have part-time employees as well um, who have grown to be, if they aren't related to us, you know, whether they're, you know, whether it's relation through cousins or marriage or, you know, things like that, um, we, you know, we we try to treat all of our part-time employees like they are family um, because we work so closely together. So, um, so yeah, we have a small team of part-time staff that helps us, um, you know, during the weekends and, um, and yeah, we, you know, it's not like we are a huge, a huge company that employs hundreds and hundreds of people, but, you know, we, we have part-time jobs that we have teenagers come help us with. and we have, you know, local school teachers that help us on weekends. You know, we, we are a very diverse group of of people
0: around here. What kind of roles do your part-time employees play on the farm? Such as like helping? What do they help? Yeah, with?
1: so so they will help um, we are big on customer service and our employees, um, that that is what we are we are in the people business. And so, you know, helping customers to their car, you know, if they've picked berries or pumpkins, right. um, you know, if there's somebody that might have mobility challenges you know, we try to help them and our employees try to help them with their shopping experience, whether it's, you know, helping them pick fruit or, um, you know, we have a golf cart that, you know, we've taken people out to the patch on, you know, just so that they can at least have a part of that experience. And so, so it's not just hard labor. I mean, yeah, we're, our employees are lifting pumpkins this time of year and moving heavy stuff around, but, you know, in other seasons, they might, you know, be helping an elderly person pick a few berries, or, um, you know, whatever whatever, you know, other farm related activities might be needed.
0: I, I love that. That's such an important factor, to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. So
1: we are we are in the people business, and that's
0: and that's awesome because you don't find that very much anymore, no. especially in big big operations like your guys's that are so diverse and offer so much to the community.
1: Yeah. Well, without people and our customers. We are nothing. Right. Um, and so that's, that's why it's a huge part of our family or, you know, of our family business because we, we know that without our customers, we wouldn't have a business. Um, so we try to treat everyone, whether they're customers or, like I said, our employees, like, like family.
0: So you mentioned the family a lot and, you know, the customer base, the family mm-hmm. base, all of that. Would you say okay. that's what drives the passion behind this operation or does it come from somewhere else?
1: I mean, we have a obviously we have a passion for agriculture, right? Um, you know, we, you know, we our farm is diverse, you know, we have row crops on our farm, and like I said, we mentioned I mentioned that we have some cows and um, you know, a few feeder pigs so that we sell our beef and pork. Um, so you know, the family, the family obviously. Plays a, a huge level of importance, you know, to us. In that, that's not, but that's not why we farm, and why we have an operation like this. We, we do it because um, we want to teach our kids responsibility. We want, um, we want to provide a place where the general public can have a positive agriculture experience because. In our opinion, if people have a good time on our farm, then that will hopefully translate to a positive vote for agriculture.
0: Um, Definitely,
1: you know, along the along the way, but um, but I mean, more importantly, we just think that it's important that people have an understanding that you know Missouri's agriculture landscape is very diverse, mm-hmm. um, and that there's a place for all types of food production. Um, within the ag sector, that it's not just big corporate ag and that it's not, you know, that there, there is a place for everyone, um, when it comes to agriculture.
0: Absolutely. So along those lines, what do you hope the future of this operation looks like? Do you hope for your kids to take it over? Do you have that intention in mind?
1: I mean, you know, my husband and I have this discussion, you know, rather frequently because like I said, we both grew up in farm families and in agriculture, Um, and you know, the thing is, is we want to create a business that is healthy, right? So we, we need a farm business that is healthy. Um, and in order for our kids to potentially take that over, I mean, sure. Is that a hope? Sure. But if that's not something that their heart lies in, we're not going to, um make them feel obligated to do it. Does that make sense? Yes,
0: definitely. Um
1: and so our biggest thing as as our kids' parents is that that we're showing them an opportunity. And you know, we want them to be invested, but at the end of the day, if you know (laughs) my my daughter talks about, you know, wanting to be a dentist someday. So guess what? If she wants to be a dentist, then we're gonna support her where her passion goes, you know, um, Murphy loves row crop. I mean, you know, we laugh and say that as he gets older, we're probably going to lose his help to, um, to my husband's cousin who does all of our row crop, you know, farming for us, you know, the thing is, is that we create, we create a business that is attractive for them to maybe want to do someday. Um, but if they don't, then that's okay. Then we'll figure something else out and move on down the road. Um, Because I think oftentimes um, the legacy of family farms, there's a lot of pressure that's associated with that. Absolutely, yes. And our philosophy is, you know, we're going to raise them in agriculture because no matter what, they're still going to have the work ethic, the mindset of of being raised in that manner, so no matter what our kids decide that they want to do, um, we know that we have done our job as their parents to raise them, you know, with with the ethic, with the um, drive, with the forward thinking um, attitude um, that will serve them, and no matter what they decide to do with their life.
0: Definitely, I I love that you guys have that mindset about the farm and about legacy farming and generational farming in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean,
1: it's important it's not it's not that it's not important, but at the end of the day, um, we we're gonna want what is what makes our kids happiest
0: definitely, and you not, can't you can't run a production on something that doesn't drive the production you know if you're absolutely. not motivated yep. to do it, it's not if you're not motivated be good. to do
1: it if you don't love it, if you're not passionate about something you know in, in a, and that's in anything if if you're in a situation that you're not passionate about it. Um, and it's not rewarding to you, then your whole heart's not going to be in it. And so that's, I mean, then that's just the way it is.
0: Right. And you can't change that.
1: You can't change it. That's right.
0: Okay. So I think that that's all the questions I have for you. Is there anything that you would like to add to this interview to let, you know, the, the listeners hear about that you would like to pass on?
1: Um, you know, just, you know, I think as a, as a woman in agriculture, as a, as a business owner, as, you know, all of these different things, I just think that it's really important for, um, for consumers to, to do their homework and to know that there's always, um, you know, more than one side to every story, right? right. Um, and I also think that it's really important um, to support local businesses as much as possible, um, because especially, you know, living in small communities, there, there's not a lot of big businesses around, right?
0: Absolutely. Um, so
1: it's important, it's really important to support, you know, local local everything, right? So support local farms, support local restaurants, support local grocery stores, you know, all of those things. And I think that that is, that that's really, that that is paramount to um, keeping our rural communities going, Um, and then outside of that, just, if you want to learn more about our farm, um, you know, learn more about what we have going on, um, to check out our Facebook page, which is Ballmeyer Farms, um, on Facebook. And, um, you know, we'd love to, we'd love to show and take pictures and, you know, talk about what we're, what we have going on on the farm there. So
0: awesome. And then if you just want to one more time, tell everyone, who you are and where your business is located, if they would like to come see you guys.
1: Sure, um, so my name is Lauren Fallmeyer. I, I co-own Fallmeyer's U-Pick with my husband, Brett. We are located three miles west of Lexington on 24 Highway. Um, we're currently um, open for pumpkin season.
0: That wraps up this week's episode on the Daily Dirt. I wanna thank Lauren once again for letting me interview her about all of the ins and outs of her farming operation. As Lauren said, if you're interested in visiting this farm, be sure to check them out on Facebook. Don't forget to tune in next week for another episode on The Daily Dirt.